Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast where you get your weekly dose of coffee and wrestling. My name is Mark. I'm one of your hosts. I'm here with my lovely wife, Jamie. Hello, friends. And we are just outside. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Sorry, we guys. We are just outside <laughs> of uh, WWE SummerSlam, as well as, of course, the just regular week of AEW and WWE. And I mean, that's NJPW enough. And Impact and <laughs> ROH. And I mean, if we really want to boil it down, I've got subs- we've got subscriptions to Pro Wrestling, Noah, DDT Pro. Yeah, you throw a little bit of triple You guys think there, like or... we, we just we just watch AEW and WWE and only cover it on here it's not that it's i we don't physically have enough time on a sunday afternoon to fit in every drop of wrestling that we could ever want to because there's just so much of it there's going too on much right and it's not a complaint it's, no it's such a it's such a great time to be a wrestling fan but it's if you really are a fan of wrestling it's very difficult to keep up with everything without putting everything else in your life on right hold. Plus, we also managed to finish the first season of Twisted Metal Ooh. on Peacock if you have not had the opportunity to. Now, I'm biased because I grew up, somebody handed me it. Twisted Metal when I was a kid, like the day it came out, and it became like my identity until I was like 16 and I found out what punk rock was. But it was, honest to God, like the like I love that game. I Twisted love, Metal yeah. 2, oh my God, I will have that tattooed on my soul for the yeah, rest of my life. That so. was a- a great one. A little bit biased, but I thought I thought it took about two episodes to really get going. Yeah, I would say by the third episode, I was like, okay, I like this. Because, you know, hard to understand what the expectations of a TV show based off of a, a driving game was going to be. They did yeah, a especially really cool when way. Was, like when the original games, there wasn't a lot of storyline. It was like the, the two right. sentences you got in the player's right. like, biography. And yeah, like, oh, so yeah, he's a guy how, with tires growing how, out of his arm. Exactly. So how can you make a storyline out of this like, compelling enough that you want to keep watching more and more episodes? It was really well done the story they they have to make every character make sense is awesome we finished it up and literally it was like damn we're not able to watch anymore because they set up the second season so well so hopefully they, shout I mean, out to samoa joe who right. did a phenomenal Sweet job tooth. playing oh my Sweet God. Tooth. well and will uh, italian arnett. hands will arnett with the uh the voice but yeah hopefully they've Stu. already got the second season like made up yeah and they're just sitting on it um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's 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 wrestling adjacent. Uh, like we said, Samoa Joe plays the uh, embodiment of Sweet Tooth, where Will Arnett's the voice. Uh, you have the guy who played Hawkman in, I believe, the Avengers, the original Avengers movie. Yeah, I think his name's Anthony Mackle. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. Uh, not Hawkman. Ever... I'm sorry, not Hawkman. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, but Captain America's like sidekick. Uh, if you ever watch Modern Family, Gloria has a sister and her sister's on the show. It's like it's like the crazy like cast of people that you're like, okay, yeah, I've heard of these people. I've seen them in things. Right. Will Narnett, of course, you know who Will Narnett is. So. You, you, you look at everybody and you're like, I've seen them in something. Exactly. But they work so well together. It's great. If you want to watch something, to be able to like sit down and watch a show, but not have to commit to like 20 hours of TV. But yeah, just it's not Breaking kind of, like, Bad kind of like cliffhangers, but it's definitely at the end of the show, you're like, oh shit, I could put another one on. It was probably like, what, four or five hours? Yeah. Well worth yeah. the time. So we just finished up with the biggest party of the summer, yes. WWE SummerSlam, where we saw eight matches. We saw, uh, I think, only one championship change hands. Uh, yeah, only one championship. Yes. We saw a couple of storylines. on that, but right, yes. we had We had a couple of storylines, I guess, not come to an end, but extend out. And I think you and I both had the conversation that I felt like that overall, this pay-per-view, it really wasn't a wasn't an amazing pay-per-view and it but it wasn't a bad one by no. any means but it was definitely one to just 
take the storylines that WWE have been trying to get to catch hold and just make them a little bit beefier. Yes, which is something that WWE is good at, is a continuation of a story. Right. Sometimes they might drag it on a little too long, but a continuation of a story with a really good storyline, WWE is fantastic at, especially when you look at this Seth Rollins and Finn Balor match. Right. I mean, look at how look at the storyline behind that. Look I mean, at it's the seven years, years of wrestling. Making, you know? yeah. And it was actually, I didn't realize it, I saw it this morning, it was actually at SummerSlam seven years ago, so it's even at the same event. So yeah, it's, it's made a lot of I feel like what WWE has done is they they took this pay-per-view as an opportunity to go, hey, let me smooth out the bumps in the road that we've had along here. Let me make these storylines a little bit easier to look at in our perspective as to why you need to be interested. And even the bloodline, which kind of started to have a little bit of a stagnation in the storyline, didn't feel as... As I, I wasn't excited Exciting, every week, you yeah. know, and and the way that this happened on on the pay per view, I'm sorry, premium live event, it felt like I'm a little bit more interested with what's going yeah, on. But before I think we that's go, exactly what we're talking, we about go before here. any further. I mean, you, the tribal king, they're the tribal chief. I've got to recognize one thing for finally for the first time on this podcast, and if you don't use at caw wrestling or caw predictions we use it on every pay-per-view to hashtag hashtag i'm sorry uh i'm just so excited here i'm I'm jittery oh it's okay Um, post premium live event every premium live event and (laughs) pay-per-view we post our predictions and at the end of the predictions we compare them and somebody's the champion and finally after months and months of you cheating and using dirty tactics to get dirt sheets to tell you who's going to win the matches (laughs) i have finally dethroned the queen i am your CAW Predictions champion. Yes, and you're not even drinking out of the uh, awesome I Dudley Boys cup. I couldn't find it. You couldn't find it? I don't it? know what we did with the cup. You know what happened is I pulled it out for Jade Goth. Jade Goth came over for SummerSlam. Yeah, shout thank out to Jade you, Goth. Uh, thank you for coming. We, tra- uh, we, we were trying, having you. I'm not going to lie. We were trying to watch AEW Collision and uh, SummerSlam and speak to Jade Goth all in the same He probably breath. thought we were nuts because I also tried to have a conversation I mean, with him we about Twisted Metal while we were watching Collision. Time. Yeah, Twisted Metal came up. And we were watching uh, the premium live event at the same time. So there was one point he looked at me like I had like four heads and was like, probably like, shut the fuck up. Um, but thank you so much for coming over. You didn't eat my food, but uh, it's okay. It's right. <laughs> she's Italian. She's off- she's offended. You didn't eat her food. <laughs> but we're, uh, I made nachos. <laughs> we, uh, in SummerSlam, we had a couple of different championship ba- matches. Uh, one of them being the three-way, or I guess triple threat match yes. for the women's WWE Women's Championship held by Asuka. We also had Charlotte Flair and Bianca Blair in the match. And I, we're not one to focus on the negative, so I'm not going to. The match was at times very kind of slow. It yes. didn't seem like they were vibing that well. The chemistry wasn't 100% uh-huh. there between all three of them. I'm not blaming a single individual. No. Um, unfortunately, they, uh, ooh, ooh, wow. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm all jacked up. Uh, unfortunately, I think sometimes the WWE wrestlers forget that they're as hot of a mic on them as they do have. I yeah. think with these HD quality cameras comes the extra good, you know, sound. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's like when um, they made that jump from... Standard def to high def, everybody's like, holy shit, you can see everybody's like they look imperfections. Like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't know that, that this person's pores were that big. Yeah, and- so it was killing me the whole time. I felt like Charlotte was just like t- running the lines and telling everybody what they were supposed to be doing. So it was like unfortunate in that perspective. I just couldn't really get behind it. It took about, I'd say, three quarters of the match where it was finally coming together, really making sense. Right. Bianca Belair was sh- really showing off 
her incredible athleticism. That she is so strong. Had a different so look. Had a different so, look. Had a, yeah, had a and blonde I'm, ponytail. Props to you for calling that out. She had didn't have the red makeup, lipstick. Didn't have the red know? lipstick. She didn't look as um, vibrant, as bubbly. Right. Uh, she wasn't so, total heel either. But. No, no. And she didn't do anything heel-wise. No. I, I was actually expecting a heel turn from her, especially after sure. uh, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford turned a little bit heel earlier right. this week. But I, I was really surprised to see Bianca get the win. Like I, it, it was. I figured if anything, and especially with what happened afterwards, I figured they would have had Oscar retain, and had uh, EO Sky come out and cash her Money in the Bank briefcase, right, and create a rivalry whether she wins or not, right. Which she ended up do- doing to Bianca Belair, which I did enjoy the the finish. I thought that was creative between the three of them. All of them had were all kind of involved, and so that. You know, Oscar couldn't get out, and Bianca was able to pin Charlotte. Right, or maybe it might have been the other way around. I can't remember, but I, I enjoyed the ending, and I enjoyed Eo Sky coming out and cashing in. I thought it was a little bit lackluster in the actual like they rang the bell, she did the back the uh, the the moonsault, and then got a pin. I wish it would have gone maybe a, a couple thirty seconds longer right. to really make it's Bianca very, feel tough, like she's really pushing through, but not course. able to do it after doing such that's a, a, very a, tra- a tremendous match. Yeah, that's a very traditional ending for a Money in the Bank cash-in, though, is just a one move and that's it. Right. Especially after a three-way. I mean, you can't be mad that Bianca lost after one and Bianca after won, that. Bianca you know? won by the skin of her teeth. Like, she had right. her knee was was hurting early, like halfway through the match, and she had to work through that. She ended up powerhousing through that, but then ended up getting uh, into a submission where it was really focused on her knee, mm-hmm. and then was just able to, as they were all tangled up, was able to get the win, which I thought was, like, again, I thought that was really creative that they were able to do that. But I just wish they would have given Bianca that extra 30 seconds of... You know, that she, she's sitting on her knees, just like tired, hair's messed up, makeup smudged, but she's still like, come the fuck on. And, you know, she still gets hit and loses the loses sure. the title. I just wish it was, it just felt like, oh, she cashed. Oh, she won. Yeah. It, it literally, I was standing, I went outside the room for three seconds. And by the time I came back, she literally pinned her. Right. You know, it was faster than the Samoa Joe match on AEW uh, Collision. Yeah. Um, Rips her Penico. Yeah, it was, it was really quick. Like I said, it was a traditional cash in. So right. it's, you know, kind of to be expected. So I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Like, no, don't get no, me no. wrong. I just, again, I just, Bianca, I feel like deserved an extra 15 seconds. Sure. Absolutely. You know, but I'm not, again, I'm not upset with the way they did it. I was really happy with the, with the, the finish of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of brings up a point that has been a hot topic in wrestling this week is the state of women's wrestling. Um, it's been a lot of criticism over on AEW with the Britt Baker and Taya Valkyrie match wasn't the absolute greatest, even though they're two top talents. We had talked about it. Right. Uh, then, the of end, course, it cutting to the sign. The with guy the, who know. unfortunately had the sign in the wrong, wrong place at the right time, I guess, or right place at the right time, depending on your, your uh, ideals um, of, you know, book the women's division better. And there's also criticism with uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus's match being pushed off of the SummerSlam card. Well, and, sure, even Rhea Ripley to, wasn't uh, able. Shows. Rhea Ripley yeah. wasn't on the pay per view whatsoever, she was, but she well, was she was booked. there on the pay per view, but she wasn't booked for a match. Yeah, she was booked to take pictures with with people, and there's pictures on Twitter where she's just stepping on people instead of, you know, defending the championship that she has. So. I mean, she made an Weird appearance take. by running in when they had. Seth and uh, Finn's match, but I mean, it was minimal. Right. Um, it kind of begs the question, why are we back at this point 
to where women's wrestling is, I don't know, I guess not seen as a viable thing to have on TV in more than a capacity of one match a night, you know, and and that's coming off of we had a hell of a main event in ROH's uh, Death Before Dishonor between Willow and Athena. Sure. You know, so it's it feels like at one point we're kind of going one direction and then the second point we're kind of... It, 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 women's wrestling as a whole in the on the TV landscape just seems like it's in a little bit of a rut right now. Well, and it's tough, but, you know, I would say, I, in my eyes, I see AEW doing a really good job with the women's division. Whether you like who's wrestling or you like what's really coming from it, I think the the right thing in my eyes is to give it the right platform, to give it the time that even though the Ty Valkyrie and Britt Baker match didn't go over, well, you know, everything can't hit perfect. Let's right. move on and we keep going. And of course, you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. You do. I, just, you do. I, I feel like that match hit at an absolute just terrible time. It did. And unfortunately, again, you know, that's a lot of pressure. Maybe that's what happened. There's a lot of pressure on their end, too. But I think the important thing is to give it its time and and let it be the main event and important night. You know, like they've continued to let that happen. Rampage has been like notoriously over the last couple of weeks. It's had a main event be the women's match. Right. They're introducing it more and more. Like we're going to Wembley. Wembley. Yep. Make a women's match. Which I, one that's of the another big matches. You I, know? That's another criticism you and I were talking about is they have yet to make a women's match for Wembley. I no. think at this point we've got three matches announced for uh, AEW's All In at Wembley. But we haven't had any like development towards what we would even see at, at no at, at all in. I mean, maybe Sheeta because she just won the belt. Of course, but. unfortunately, you know it's not Jamie Hader's fault that she's hurt. So that was supposed to be a big part of this. I assumed Britt Baker was being pushed more on just television in general to also be a part of this. I mean, it would make sense for Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker. That's something that you could do. But unfortunately, you can't throw as much storyline into it because it's, it's so only quick. A, yeah, it's only a few, it's weeks, only a few weeks away. And uh, I think they'd I, still do have the opportunity to the following weekend do something at All Out. You know, maybe that's what they do. I think that's a good direction. Make the main event of All Out a women's match. Right. That's how you do something, and that's how you put the women in the right direction in wrestling right now is by saying we're taking this main event time slot and we're giving it to the women's division because they deserve it just as they did for ROH. And look what they did when you put something on a platform and you believe in your wrestlers and you believe in the storyline like Tony Khan did to Willow Mm -hmm. and Athena. Look at the, look at the performance that you got. Well, hopefully that they'll be able to do something similar in WWE because they do have two brewing, uh, like rivalries going with yeah. uh like we said before Tristratus and uh Becky Lynch but you also have Rhea Ripley and, and Raquel. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and I'm holding out some hope for that hurt. I don't I don't I don't know if they did that just to get it past SummerSlam so they're like that's well we couldn't do it because um but hopefully they do take these two women and I'm I sorry mean, these four women and implement them into was it payback was the next yeah pay-per-view? well think about it i mean not to be that guy but play on words payback that's perfect this is right. my way of getting my payback on rhea ripley i'm gonna face her now that i'm not hurt and i mean it know, fits right in with the, with the trish and becky at the same time too sure so yeah you could take two women's matches and make them the focal point of a pay-per-view one like of the that. eight main events that they'll have at payback i'm like, sure why not why not take um, the opportunity i mean it's not like people are paying for these premium live events they're paying the five dollars five six dollars you know I believe it's it's five. Or wow. I, don't, I don't know. It went up. Price gouging. Um, but talking about uh, payback, that's going to be on uh, September. I believe the second. That's correct. The day before which, all out. Which yeah, and which is only a few days, about five days before our intercontinental champion Gunther. Yes. Will surpass. Uh, 
the all-time record for like a continuous reign of holding the Intercontinental Championship. The Honky Tonk Man. The Honky Tonk Man currently holds that at, can you, can you move the number? 453 days? 453 days at uh, at payback. He will be at like 440-something. And then the Thursday of that week, right before SmackDown, uh, will be his the first day that he over goes over the, the record for the longest uh, consecutive Intercontinental Championship held, which is awesome. And I can't see how it wouldn't go any other way. And so earned. Oh, yeah. He has brought know? so much prestige back to that title. It's not a mid-card belt. Not it anymore. It is something to be... It has surpassed the United States title tremendously. Oh, They're tremendously. normally one and one, but it is now, if you put those two together, I'm sorry, like... If you put a, a match between Gunther and Austin Theory, who's the U.S. title or the U.S. champion right now, like there's no doubt in my mind it would go to Gunther. Oh, I don't doubt for a second. He looks like a champion. He acts a like second. a champion. The, uh, it, it's so good. The only person to come anywhere near close to defeating Gunther oh, in this last 430 days is Chad Gable. Right. You know, which I thought I mean, that was I don't really know. fun on Raw. Drew versus, I mean, yeah, Chad Gable and, and Gunther, they had an amazing match on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, but the match between Gunther and Drew McIntyre at uh, SummerSlam oh, it was, was everything you wanted. It more. was never, it wasn't one of the greatest matches of all times. It didn't steal the show, but it was one of the hardest hitting matches. And I don't, right. I don't know why I even say that because it's not like anybody who even knows who either one of those men are wouldn't already understand that this is going to be a hard hitting match. Oh, you put sure. both of them in. It was like one of the first times you look at him and you're like, damn, this dude really might have a chance to take out Gunther. Oh, for real. You know what I and mean? And the last time that that happened, when him and Sheamus went in that three-way with Gunther. Right. It was the, the closest thing to that, you know, that you felt like, again, that somebody could take this. Mm-hmm. The, those have been the only guys that have been able to make, Push the envelope, really. Yeah, make him a little bit worried about what's going to happen. Yep. Um, but It's great. Obviously, we're talking about it, so we already know that Gunther ends up winning the match and and retains his title. Uh, great match. Uh, it, was, it was a really good palate cleanse in the middle of the pay-per-view so that you could go from your Logan Paul when to you know this and then have have like okay i'm back into that wrestling mood again you know what i mean uh great match i i'm i'm excited to see where they're going with this and i'm i'm interested to see who they're gonna have go against gunther like at some point great job at picking these opponents though right at some point we got to have somebody who's really going to threaten to take this title if not actually take it i think we're going to see it after payback so I, I I don't think we'll see it all. He'll probably hold it for another sixty days or so until you know the ne- the next premium live event past right. uh, payback, which I don't have. It's up. crazy though because he's had so many co- like competitors over the last few months. You know, oh yeah, Kim and Kevin Owens. Like, oh my god, that's one of the most legendary matches of the year. Gunther oh, yeah. Kevin Owens. I absolutely love that. It's he's faced so many different people, so it's at this point where it's like they're gonna have to come to, up with something creative. I mean, Bobby Ashley's not doing anything right now. He is gearing up with uh, mm-hmm. Montez Ford and yeah. the, the, I guess the new rendition of uh, the Hurt, Hurt Business. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm super excited about it. MVP is not a part. Wearing a suit, so that's cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there. I mean, it, I I, I could see Bianca's a part of it. I could see Bobby Lashley. Honestly, I mean, I, I'll bring it up just because he just won the uh, the SummerSlam Battle Royale. I think La Knight would be a great contender. Oh sure. But I think I think La Knight. I think he's got too much heat to lose to Gunther. You know uh, what I mean? I, I think it would. I think it would stamp out how over he is right now. Right. So maybe not the inter- intercontinental title. 
No, this is where you bring in. Here you go. This is the time to do it. This is when you bring in Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler comes in. He hits you the 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 raw before payback. Hey, I'm gonna take you up. Why don't you Why don't you challenge? Let me challenge you for that belt. Right. He comes in, clear cut. No way, Dolph's gonna win it. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He puts Gunther over. We get past that pay they past that payback pay per view, and we can talk about the next the transitional the, the next transitional real. challenger. Yeah, because exactly because whoever comes up next, you already know there's no way if he has a payback. Um, moment match match yeah with Gunther at payback you already know it's not happening right there's no point so either skip it or have somebody like that who can just put just put at least a, a month really long well. rivalry to build it up and then you leave that momentum that's all you need yep I, I I can agree with that I could see that because I again I feel like LA Knight would be a great intercontinental or even a U.S. title champion I don't think I, he's I'm ready for the for U.S. I, I don't think he's ready for the world title yet like I just don't no. think that no, no, he's no. got the ch- I don't want to say he doesn't have the chops. I, I I just don't think he has the history under him to be able to go for that belt yet. But mm-hmm. I, and I don't think that him losing to Gunther is a good idea. No. But I but again he just win just won the SummerSlam uh, battle royale. He is over as all get out Absolutely. when it comes to the fans. He just has to walk out and people are just over. Oh yeah. And I don't I remember think- who it was. Somebody this week on in on their podcast said. That he's so. Oh, it's Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee said, "LA Knight's so over. It's like Attitude Era pops when his oh, yeah. entrance music hits." Oh yeah, and, and he's one hundred percent right. That says a lot from Pat McAfee. Who, and I love it. He's 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 gotten <laughs> he's criti- huge. He's gotten criticism over being similar to The Rock, which I can see it. Sure, but I uh, the minute I heard that, I kind of thought about it and went, "But it works." Mm-hmm. Like he's not the rock. Nobody's saying he's the rock. He no. sounds similar to him. His mannerisms are similar. He feels like he's better than you. He down, talks down to you. But like what's you're... wrong with that? It, but, and I was. That's exactly where I'm getting. What's at. wrong with having an Isn't that a wrestler? Didn't Triple H do that when he was in DX? Didn't Shawn Michaels do that when he was the Heartbreak Kid? Didn't Ric Flair do that when he was fucking Ric Flair? Like I you're mean, better than everybody. That's... You're champion material. You're supposed sure. to be snobby, and you're 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 supposed to look down on others because that's what you are right but that's where you get your inspiration from you grew up watching wrestling you you're inspired yeah. by stone the cold wasn't like well i think i can win this match he's like no i'm gonna go out there and stop him stomp a mud hole in his ass right. and i'm gonna take that belt and it's gonna be stone cold 316 hell yeah uh, catchphrase 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 i don't hear people giving kevin owens shit for for replicating what stone cold does what about chad gable where he, he's got uh-huh. you, you got Okay, he's LA Knights, angle. yeah, you got Chad, Chad Gable, <laughs> Shush, you've got, I mean, it's, I, I I think it's great that he's leaned into, like, people are like, oh, you're just, you you sound and look like The Rock. Okay, well, I'm going to say LA Knight, jump off the ropes and hit an elbow. Yep, just w- like he does. J- yeah, like, are you serious? <laughs> like, the only difference is, is The Rock would take his elbow pad off and run off yep. two ropes and hit the elbow. I love it. It's, Instead it's of so going good. away from it, they totally leaned into it, and then it went even more over. But it's so it, it works so well when The Rock was doing it. Why wouldn't it work in modern day when there is no Rock? Right. There is nobody. To, I mean, Ricky Starks has got that criticism for the same right. exact reason. But I'm sorry, and wasn't he, he main eventing uh, Collision this he 100% week? 100% was. Against CM Punk for a, for a for world the title. Right. The real world's so, title. What's the problem? I, I I don't know, I, but I I I kind of go back to what we were getting at. Gunther match was great. La Knight uh, winning the the SummerSlam Battle, Battle Royale was great. great. Um, but I think the two matches that really really mattered in SummerSlam this you know this year was uh, the Bloodline obviously, but of course. Brock and Cody finally came to the rubber match. Finally came to a head. No stipulations. No. Uh, get out of town match no nothing it was just a straightforward one versus one 
Um, I wasn't particularly excited for this match. I was very happy with the way that it came out. I think it just ended the way that it needed to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just exactly like we were talking about. This is the story of Cody Rhodes. Not really the story of Cody and Brock. I don't think that's the focal point no, of it. No, it's no. a stepping stone for Cody to get to his but next they made destination. You think, they made you think this was the story of Cody and Brock. They right. made you think that this was, you know, a massive, like, stopping point for Cody Rhodes. Like, it really made you feel like that this is the end of the roads, not to be yeah, pun unintended. No, I understand. You know what I mean? Because he could, there's no way he's getting past Brock fucking Well, yeah, Lesnar. and Brock broke his arm, and Brock's and been Brock attacking beat him. him and, and, yeah, you know. he's been brutally, uh, you know, destroying him every chance he gets. Right. Um, I I, I, I got to put my foot in my, in my mouth on this one. Like, I was really not looking forward to this match. I didn't enjoy the buildup. I didn't enjoy the first two matches, but I... I gotta say, I it, they got me. I WWE did, did what it needed great to do. pulling me back into this storyline, yeah. and I started. I was rooting for Cody. All right. <laughs> as much as we, as much as I, I didn't really want to see him win because I just thought, honest to God, I just couldn't th- see him winning past Brock Lesnar. I was rooting for Cody. Right. I was right back on that on that Cody train. And, and even at the end of it, when he won, Brock actually was like, "Hey, let me shake your hand." And and at the whole time, of, I'm like, "He's gonna hit him." Of course, him. He's buttholes are puckered because yeah, that's exactly how this right. all started. You know, he was supposed to team up with Cody. Uh, against Roman Reigns and uh, I think Solo Sokoa, and he turned on him and beat, and that's how it all started. Right, and it's right back to that where Brock is in the ring with his hand extended, like, "Hey, let's let's shake on it," mm-hmm. and he fucking raised his hand and like celebrated with him, and you know, and he walked out of the ring, and said that was something it. to yeah. him. And man, what I I was like, damn, what a great way to end. That, I was happy with that, that little chunk. That's that's the way of getting like the you know the seal of approval from Brock Lesnar, who right. doesn't want to work with people that he doesn't respect or think he's going to work well mm-hmm. with. Which you can't blame him. No, you know the career that he's had, what twenty years with WWE, you can't blame him. For for picking and choosing who he wants to work with. I mean, I know. So obviously he has a lot of respect for Cody. He said that, you know, and I think that was a really good ending to where everybody could, regardless of what has happened throughout this thing, whether you've liked it or not between Cody and Brock, I think at the end of the day, everybody could put their head on their pillow and be like, okay, I'm happy with the way that that ended. Right. That didn't, Take anything away from Brock being the the monster, you know the he still incarnate. Looked, he still looked as mean and, and right. angry as he always does, and, it only, and he looked as good even in a loss. Exactly, and it only helped uh, you know potentially pave that road in gold for Cody Rhodes moving forward. Right. Finally, for SummerSlam, we had the Bloodline ending another chapter in the two year saga that we have with this, and like we said earlier, this thing pulled me right back into this. I, I want to know what we're doing with this. It, it kind of got me about a week ago when. When Jay and Roman really got into it, and it's tribal combat, and you know, the elders. Jimmy's been this. gone. The elder wants this, and I really was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. What are we doing with this? The possibility <clears throat> of Roman losing and the tribal chief going to Jay Uso, although slim, felt like a possibility. Right. It felt like the way that they were booking this, that Jay might actually leave. With the not only the belt but the the tribal king position, tribal chief position. Yeah, which is almost even more important than than the, the belt. belt. Right. Even right. Roman was like, "Screw this belt! I don't care about it." Um, and it it really sucked me back into this storyline. It, it it kind of felt a little dry for a while, and this just felt like it made it juicier again. And we didn't see Solo when right when uh, that was they key. Did, they came out. They had you know just Paul and right. Roman came out and Jay came out. Right. We still haven't seen Jimmy. Solo is nowhere to be found. Um, 
And it had it was any of the elders, nobody, nobody. Yeah, else nobody. Was out it was there. just it was weird. It was really just a one on one with a manager, right? Uh, and, and a shitload of tables, and a shitload of tables, <laughs> and it really just wasn't anything goes match. There wasn't anything over the top. There wasn't, no. and I'm kind of glad. I'm glad they didn't overdo like, oh, it's tribal combat. We've got you know uh, traditional sticks and weapons yeah. and traditional like you know this that and the other thing. I kind of liked how they kept it simple. It's it's just a fight between family and instead of focusing on the gimmick uh of of a anything goes match they focused on okay these are brothers that are feuding over something that has to do with their family blood like right. it's it's more than a wrestling match it's more than a championship it is a story of a family it is a you know who's gonna rule and then you know it's it's two silverback gorillas beating their chest yeah who's, for next who's gonna line. run the pride you know right. what i mean another pride but you know what i mean right um so it brought a lot of more a lot more like value back into the story for sure. me and the match was great and i had a feeling we were gonna see what happened towards the end but the, I mean, I, something had to happen with yeah. it being that type of match anything goes if it didn't it had, either it was the gonna ref to was going to get knocked out is there going to be something here because none of these matches just end clean and that's mm-hmm. it except for as crazy as it is the solo and uh j match right uh that just happened a few days ago right that ended clean right so it was almost like okay what could potentially happen but something's going to happen at the end and it did it, a couple of things happened i mean it, it wasn't yep. just a single thing we had jimmy come back right right Attacking at, his brother too. right as as uh jay was about to get what looked like a pin uh jimmy runs up you know, completely really needs to get a hold of ar fox and let him know how to run up on a on a ring completely like oh he's completely covered i don't know who that is exactly um but he rolls up pulls uh, pulls him <laughs> off the pin and we had a moment where Jimmy and Jay are not seeing eye to eye. Jay ends up hitting him with a super kick. We also ended up seeing, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Solo got speared by Roman unintentionally. Yeah, it was an unintentional Jay moment. moved out of the way and pulled Solo in the way. Roman hits the spear, and that played into effect later on. Now, Roman ends yeah, up... Yeah, Solo was, like, visibly upset about it. He's not wanting to talk much, but... Right. Roman ends up getting the win towards the match because of all the interference. You've got, obviously, Jimmy and Solo helping him. But at one point during the match, we had Solo, like you said, really looking at, at, at Roman and having words with him for a minute. And it actually opened an opportunity to where Roman got hit. Right. And then Solo kind of snapped back into it and started beating the hell out of Jay again. Um, and now we're on to what's next for the bloodline. Roman retains his belt. He retains the tribal chief position. Jimmy is now, I'm assuming, part of the bloodline again. Solo is... Or maybe not at all. Maybe he didn't even have anything to do with being a part of the bloodline, and he just independently is doing his own thing right it wasn't clarified no no i know it wasn't go anywhere but there's so many questions and that's where where do we where do we go from here because are we going are we going it's jimmy's back and it's his turn to try and fight roman again is it gonna be that's just too on point or are we going to where it's going to be solo finally seeing that maybe roman's not the guy yes one thousand times please tell me if you've been listening to these podcasts that i've been saying this for weeks it's gotta come down to Solo and Roman. And I know that's crazy. I know that's fucking insane. That's not crazy. Because Sami Zayn couldn't do it. Kevin Owens couldn't do right. it. Look at all these people that could not right. beat Roman for the belt. C- Cody Rhodes. Right. Brock Lesnar. Right. None of these people can beat Roman for this belt. And you're going to have Solo, who's one of the freshest faces on the roster, take the belt from Roman? 
Yes, this is what we've been building up for this entire time. I could see it happening. Yes, that's the only but I thing don't that feel makes like it's sense gonna. to me. I don't feel I'm like holding it's out gonna. for it. I I really do. They don't want I you can, to think I it's can going see, to. <laughs> I can see that because Solo is one of their hottest commodities right now. Right. And the reason why I say that is it's and not he's that he's fresh. It's not that he's super over. It's not that he's super talented. It's not that he's an anomaly in the in the world of of new fresh faces of wrestlers, but he has the potential right now to become that. He has the potential to literally follow in Roman's footsteps because, number one, he has the bloodline. Right. Like, there's no other way to put it. He is in the exactly. same line. But like you said, he's young. Right. He is He hasn't talented. been touring for anywhere near. What has the Usos been together for, like, 13 years? They just Something broke like a record well, for since the birth, longest. Actually. The, well, no. The longest-running tag team in WWE history is right. the Usos. Right. At, like, 13 years. So, I mean, we're talking about somebody who's only been NXT. Not even a year. He's not you even know, been in the main roster he's maybe fresh. for a year. He can go on the road for years. Look at Roman. Right. So he's got so much potential behind him in that aspect, too. I mean, and they're right he's, there. He's, what, the, seven years younger than the Usos? The 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 similarities between Roman and Solo are so one and one to where, like you just said, when Roman came to WWE, he was in the shield, skyrocketed right, right. to the top. Right. Because he was, he was like, oh, who's this they guy? They saw the potential He's powerful. He's talented. Mm-hmm. He can move and he, fuck, and he looks the part in that right. solo. He's got the blonde, like, faux hawk. He's got the He's got look. the tattoos. He's got the thumb. He's got the intensity. And they've been building him as the street fighter with the with the trunks right. and the, no shoes on. Right. And it's like, it's all... And it's, br- it's brutality. There is yes. no... There is no We've only seen a little bit of personality from him, and it was one time right. with a microphone, and it was strictly just to throw us off so mm-hmm. that he could attack uh, Jimmy Exactly, Uso. and it worked out great. It's got to come down to Roman and Solo, and I think Paul Heyman's going to do it once more, as he always does, just like he did to Brock. When Solo wins that belt and he picks it up, Paul's going with him. Oh, yeah. No, if that's the way it goes, 100%. But Paul's going to, with him. To elaborate, on what, perfect. to elaborate on what you're saying, I don't think it's going to go that way 100%. I think we're going to have that buildup. We're going to have that match. We're going to have the expectations that it's going to go that way. I don't know if it's going to go that way. I, I just don't feel like it's he's ready to have that belt around his waist and the Tribal Chief moniker yet. I don't I think he's a high-profile enough to, to I just get think that he yet. will because, uh, again, they've been... They've been d- digging on him. Oh, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Roman doesn't uh, defend the belt all the time. We right. got Seth Rollins with this belt because he's going to come in every week. How smart would it be? And they've proven before they did it for months. Solo comes out every week and defends that belt. Oh, I wouldn't doubt he it. He is the Orange Cassidy of WWE. That but would I, be brilliant. I think that it's really going to boil down to that. It's not going to be him that'll get the belt. But whoever ends but up who? getting the, every, I, I'm not. I I don't want to <laughs> say it because I know. Oh, the rumor says Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania 40. I don't care. I really feel like they're trying to build that up. I don't know if that's a realistic thing to do because we are, what, eight months away from April? So I don't know a if, it's a, if it's a viable thing. Right. But I feel like when it does happen, whoever ends up getting the belt, whether it's Solo, whether it's Jay, Jimmy, Sammy, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, Vince McMahon, Triple H, <laughs> Shark Boy, Curry Man, like whoever whoever is going to be dethroning Roman Reigns, <laughs> I deep down believe that it's going to be at Paul Heyman's hand. 
I believe that sense. Paul Heyman is going to be the one that is going to look at a situation and go, there's more value in this individual who Correct. than there is in Roman Reigns. Exactly. And That's just what like what he to. did with Brock Lesnar and yep. Roman Reigns in switching sides over and over Immediately. again. Immediately. He is a vermin and he always goes for of the course. person that is going to win because he he's says, always in it for himself and he I believe is the goat. I believe he is going to be the one that crumbles Roman Reigns' oh, absolutely. legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we will see what's going on with the Bloodline come SmackDown this week. Uh this uh We'll go over the matches that are coming up. Raw has nothing announced for right now, uh, which you'll be hearing this because we'll be posting this Monday morning. It'll be this evening. Uh, SmackDown's only got Austin Theory versus Santos Escobar for okay. the U.S. title because he ended up, uh, Santos Escobar won the U.S. title Invitational. Yep, there um, was a, uh, I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, Santos Escobar threw Austin Theory out of the Battle Royal yes, that he did, they had. which would be the second time that he has defeated Austin Theory yeah, in the technically. Pro- in, since he won the uh, Invitational. I mean, I really wouldn't be disappointed if that is the route that they're going with Santos no, not Escobar being Santos the Escobar U.S. champion. would 100% use that. He, he could use has that push. years of experience. He was in Lucha Underground. Um, I know he's obviously done a lot of other things in with his... Uh, his wrestling career. His right. father's a wrestler. He's like a big, uh, another, talk about another bloodline. Santos another second Escobar generation another, wrestler. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be a great move for them for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, not a lot set. And I think maybe that's why they haven't said anything about what's happening on Raw. It was probably because of all the things that happened on the last premium live event. A lot of bookends happened. A lot of periods to yeah. the end of the sentence. A lot of yeah, beginnings of new chapters of, will have Mondays now. Yeah, more teasing of will Damien cash that you know right. money in the bank in eventually. Well, yeah, now you've you got know? Damien and Finn. They've got they've got an issue going one hundred percent. And Damien said he said when you're done with Seth, then then He's I'll worry. Mine. You know. He's all mine. And to me, that seems like Finn's got to be done with Seth after all this is said and done. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, I guess we'll we'll have to see come Monday uh, Monday evening. Yeah. I'd say Vince has something planned, but Vince ain't part of it. So I'm sure no, we'll not see anymore. what happens with trips tonight. Not when, anymore. Uh... <laughs> no, we, won't, we won't go into that. But yeah, he's been uh, served a couple pieces of paper that I'm sure on his recovery bed he was not too happy to receive. No. We just finished talking about a legendary reign of of Roman Reigns, pun intended, um, over in WWE. But one of the legendary reigns I think we're going to be end up talking about, you know, 10 years from now is the BCC all around the Blackpool Combat Club. Everything that they've done over the last few months, really the last year or so, because it was what revolution last year yep. when this really came to fruition with sounds like a million years ago, William Regal was a part of all this. Right, and, right. Uh, they've really been doing what they do they've every been full, week. They've and, been full steam ahead since since the inception and they yeah. they have not pulled off the gas. No, but. I mean, forever it was John Mox is going to take time off. He was supposed to take time off before he was the... the brawl in. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he never I mean, did. I, and I don't think he ever will by I, I the feel way like he's that, wrestling now. And I feel like that this really... I think the BCC really had to take reins on this when, when the brawl in happened. When CM Punk and the Elite kind of... Yeah. Like absolutely John helped nerfed, a lot with that. They, they absolutely nerfed their new top champions like and it was kind of a it, it real i think it was a real point for AEW to like are you going to make it as a company because it was like their first big controversial moment that was out in All the open that was it was magnified by every dirt sheet every reporter we had uh not too long before that MJF not being exactly very cooperative with AEW, mm-hmm. um, whether it was kayfabe or not, it didn't look well, good on the company. Right. Uh, and when Punk and the Elite kind of had their thing happen after All Out, 
you know, it, it was really kind of brought back to John Moxley, who ended up, you know, having to retain the belt uh, and then having to kind of rebuild the company. Yeah, like really did. Like they really had to lean hard on the BCC because right. they were they were freshly formed. They were hot items. Sure. Brian Danielson Brian was a big part you know, of it. Uh, and it was they've done tremendous amounts since then and I, they like i said they have not pulled the foot off the gas pedal with these guys it they doesn't haven't. seem like they're going to anytime no. soon and now claudio is just this gigantic part of it too and this long history of being a part of brian and john's actual lives oh in yeah wwe too um i know john and claudio actually have talked about um being on the road together and touring together when they were in WWE and spending a lot of time together. So it's it's crazy that these like real life friends are actually coming together and forming this faction now with Wheeler. Um, but like you said, like the gas is just going, going, going. Like there, it, there's no sign of it stopping and kind of a cool tie into just legendary AEW uh, back in 2020. AEW really did an amazing job of being creative Given that they did the, not have the any COVID people, pandemic, yeah, um, and they w- exclusively were doing the shows at Daly's place in right. Jacksonville, um, you know, about four hours from here, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, they were exclusively doing shows there, and when the pandemic happened, they weren't doing anything. They didn't have crowds. Shout out to Billy and Austin Gunn, who really never got the credit that they deserved. Honestly, those God, they, two on the sidelines, they're the kept ones. It going. Or that was the time that they put the guns on our radar personally, because mm-hmm. I remember because if if you weren't watching AEW or you don't watch AEW back when the pandemic was happening, when WWE was doing the the Thunderdome matches where it was a bunch of live streamed individual fans in the crowd computer, computer cool put it. in there. Um, AEW was taking their wrestlers that were, you know, they knew they were good with COVID. They've all passed their tests. They were allowed to be around each other and they were crowding the, the railings and they were at least making noise during the matches right. and hyping everybody up. Billy Gunn and the guns were one of the ones that like consistently were, the loudest there right they always were making noise they were always clapping and cheering they were jeering the uh, the wrestlers they were supporting the wrestlers exactly hyping them up when they when they did big moves so people understood it because they had nobody else there so everything really pandemic wise daily's place is such an important important place when you talk about the history of AEW. right so this week they went back to daily's place to do Mm. a parking lot brawl which is another thing that they've done during that pandemic time right we had um the best friends chuck taylor and trent beretta facing proud and powerful uh ortiz and santana which i do want to say i didn't say anything to you i did notice i think it was ortiz retweeted the other He's day been tweeting a little bit videos of the two of them really? wrestling together well conan was on his podcast saying that he was going to try and get the two uh ortiz and santana back together apparently they met odds with each other over creative decisions and i guess they weren't on speaking terms for a long time but uh conan had said something he personally knows both of them he tried he said he was going to try and get yep. them to at least try and work together and it seems like it might be working it seems well, like if you that look at the roster the page right they're both on the roster page right which oh, he's or- still getting paid santana's been out for a long time actually right. since blood and cuts last year yeah he got injured yeah. like pretty much as soon as he i think he it was in. the first like yeah the first 15 seconds of the match he uh-huh. got his knee injured yeah and he's been out since then he's been thankfully been paid this entire time by Tony right. gone but um, back to back to what you're saying the parking a lot brawl we had yes they had the first one best we, friends the, and, and powerful this one is stemming from uh wednesday's 
match or between, Pride and Powerful. Did I say Pride and Powerful? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, this, this is stemming from Wednesday's match from uh, Trent Beretta, John Moxley, and Penta that when Trent ends up winning, Mox attacks afterwards. I can't setting believe up, Trent won that. I know. I was I was super <laughs> excited. Uh, setting up this match. And you didn't get to watch the last one. I don't remember where you were, but for some reason you weren't able to watch it. Uh, and we've got to go back and watch it because it's so good. It was a really good... It was really a great match between between the two teams. And then this one, very, very similar. You have to be had, creative because you can't just you can't just have everybody go out there and just punch each other. Right, and that's it. Right. Like, that's not interesting. And what was really cool was they, they must have got a very intimate group of AEW fans to stand on the sidelines. Yeah, there was only lines. probably, what, two dozen? Yeah, but they were really hyped up. Like, yeah. they were really, I think they might have piped in a little bit of audio. They could have, I but think it, they it was have. good. It made it like interesting. Like There was something to be cheering for but and it something was, to be hyped around. It was the same parking lot. It was the same... I mean, they had a couple of the same gimmicks. You know, of course, people are going to go through the windshields. People are going to get on the roofs of cars, through hoods, slammed in the doors. Uh, Sue, Claudio ripped a door off. I know. That was, like, I, I have so to. Easy. I have to compliment him. If you don't understand, like the, the how how tough a a door handle is on a on a car, it is not a like it's it's usually four bolts, two for each side of the door, two hinges, and they're usually made out of steel. They, they don't just pop off easily. So he ripped a, a good amount of uh, strength to get that door off. So props to him. But they had uh, Sue shows up with her van, which is uh, reminiscent of what they had last time. Uh, and they also had Orange Cassidy pop out of a trunk or something, which they also had to had him do the last parking lot brawl. So it was kind of a good little nod to the last parking lot brawl. There was blood. There was violence. There was yelling. There was broken windows. There was broken shit everywhere. It was really entertaining. It was great. I loved Wheeler it. Wheeler made an appearance. It was, it was really good. Wheeler's been getting the rough end of the stick lately in the BCC. I'm telling you, there's something there. There's something brewing, and I feel like he's going to be the first one that tries to break up the BCC because he's constantly taking... Or at least break away from the it. ...the brunt of... Or get kicked out. Uh, maybe you know i don't know Danielson and brian danielson's not there right now so i'm sure that has no. a factor in it but when he gets back he's not going to be very happy that wheeler's been getting a lot of these losses like eventually it's going to come up like you can't have a team like the bcc with the way they operate right you can't have They're one individual be being a weak link and consistently being the weak link like eventually you're gonna be like all right you're gone right so all right. Well, although they no longer have a rivalry, it's really hard to talk about the Blackpool Combat Club without mentioning something with the Elite. Mm -hmm. And the Elite uh, really have a lot to talk about this week. Not only the Young Bucks, but Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page came to an agreement as the four of them, the Elite, and said the majority rules here, which is crazy for four people, but right. majority rules here. And they where, where said everybody that goes, they everybody goes in one spot. Yeah, they said that they considered uh, resigning. With AEW, but also potentially going to the Fed. No, going to WWE. Um, can you blame them? No, of course not. I mean, you'd be. I. It's just like when FTR was was in the rumor mill of going right. to WWE. Whether they you actually thought about it or not, you, or MJF. Right. You can't. You can't pretend like WWE would not be the better financial situation. Like, I'm sorry. It, it's stupid to think that a a company that is Honesty, honest to God, second in size would be able to compete with the price tag of somebody like WWE. Right now, no, absolutely not. And no especially one has any with money. especially with the elite being such an integral part of all elite wrestling, the price tag goes higher. 
Of course. And WWE, I'm sure, would have been willing to take that away from AEW. You know, because that's just a to huge, take it away from AEW. Right, right. That's a huge selling point for AEW. Yeah, people we took go to all AEW strictly because of the of the Young Bucks and that that click of individuals, exactly. that NJPW uh, adjacent individuals. Exactly. It, it's you know, there's a you take I that guess away. The, How do you the hardcore wrestling fan, like the right. not the casual wrestling fan, but that's you know. It's a big selling point for AEW for right, some people. Of course. You take that away, and it's it, you, you've just taken away the luster. Yeah. You've taken the elite out of all elite uh, wrestling. And you know they have such a history in like NJPW to where they're bringing people in like Kota Ibushi. Like mm-hmm. it, Tony Khan would have a different relationship with these people, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be able to do it. But you know when you have a 15 year run as the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, right. it's a lot easier to be like, hey Cody, you want to come over for this blood and guts match? Yeah, I want to come over for two for two you, you know pay per view matches. You know what I mean? You know like, what I mean? But it, it's that's taking a lot away from AEW's potential by not having them for more than one reason. And it, it, I, yeah. It, but just thankfully, good, we don't have to worry yeah, about they that. Yeah, they don't. They will be. They'll be around <laughs> AEW for a. They said a multi-year. Yes. Uh, nobody has the details of how long that is, but I mean, multi-year is usually more than at least two. Yep. Uh, Kenny I said couldn't you see. You could see us on any show. It doesn't matter if it's Dynamite, Rampage, Hell. Yeah, it could yeah. even be Collision. So that's interesting that they're kind of teasing that they could be. I think on it would Collision. I, I think after a while, it'd be f- silly to not visit the brawl out. Of course. I think it would be silly not to turn that into an angle. I think once everybody's little bruises go away and everybody's can stop hemming and right. hawing and, and pretending like we're not big boys and yeah. girls that just had a disagreement. And the elite realize how much punk has been making them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you know what I mean? We like, can I, all shake hands and I'm, say, I'm, I'm very glad to see up. that the elite re-signed because honest to God, it would have made me very disappointed and it would have changed my my opinion on all elite as, as a promotion. Sure, yeah. Um, but... Takes away a with lot that of being said, them. with that being said, obviously, the four of them. Let's let's hypothetically say all four of them got signed to WWE, right? Who do they feud with? And do you have them all four of them to go directly into the main roster? Do you have them visit NXT for a minute? What do you do with oh, a tag team and two single individuals? I feel like that's just embarrassing. To throw them into NXT, like here we go. And that's here's Generation thing. Me that's, again. They're back, and, and that's in NXT. another thing. Is like, that what they'd be called? God. Would be Generation Me? Would Kenny good Omega God. be put in NXT? Because they're like, well, you're the in, you know, you're great at indie work, but oh god, that, I just feel like what a smack in the face. You're talking about somebody who's on the level of being the IWGP, you know, United States champion. Right. Kenny Omega is one of the best to grace J- New Japan, to grace the United States. And I don't, and I don't think he would. I don't think he would vibe two. well. I don't think he would vibe well in WWE. Personally. I mean, there. I think I feel like there are certain individuals that would work well. You know, right. like do you? Let's see Kenny Omega and Gunther. Like, you want a new opponent? Give me Kenny Omega. Like. There's potential in it, but and I mean you could have your Kenny Omegas and division, Ricochets, but I mean of course it, it, it's I'm to, we're, you know I'm the, I'm more focused on the matches that either haven't happened or haven't had an opportunity that could yeah. have happened. Like the, the the tag team division in WWE, I think is miles doo-doo. behind AEW. So if you're gonna come in as Matt and Nick Jackson and try to jump into what fighting the Viking Raiders on Raw, like come right. on, I now, can't. Now, <laughs> okay, the Young Bucks. Yes. Since they're the focus of, of this little topic right now, they have a match coming up with uh, the Hardys. Hardys yes. Uh, they also have been challenged by FTR yes. for the AEW titles at Wembley. Um, we've also heard that the Hardys are kind of on their last leg of their 
wrestling careers. And just like anybody else would want to see, just like we all want to see Sting, Billy Ass, it would be awesome to see the Hardys with gold, with tag team gold again. Sure. So we're going to see them go against the Young Bucks. And then the Young Bucks are going to wrestle against FTR at Wembley. What are the chances we're going to see not only F- or, uh, uh, the Young Bucks regain the titles, but then lose them to the Hardys for one last championship run? It's possible because that was the original plan with supposedly, the Young Bucks. Supposedly. were supposed to give up the championships to the Hardys before right. Jeff got arrested. That was the supposed plan. Um, could I see it going that way? Yes, but then, you know... Things leak like that, so right. I feel like the nice thing about AEW and uh, Tony Khan, the Young Bucks, all of them really pay attention to like what people have to say. Right. So if they already know that it's been on on the rumor block that you know Matt and Jeff Hardy were supposed to win against the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. would they do it that exact way? I don't know because that seems can too I, forced in a way. Can I throw a theory then? Please, I'd love to. So hear it. if we're gonna have FTR mm-hmm. versus the Young Bucks at All In in Wembley, yes. That following week is all out. Correct. Now it is a it is a kind of a hard sell because it's a lot of traveling and a lot of wrestling within seven days. But could we see instead of a title change and then another title change, could we see FTR and Young Bucks have the match at Wembley and then go to a triple threat tag match? at All Out with the Hardys. I mean, who works harder than the Young Bucks and FTR when it comes exactly. to tag team championships? And then I can who see is them. more prolific I mean, than the come Hardys. on. The Young Bucks and uh, House of Black did a uh, best of seven. Oh, yeah. And they went every week. It, there was a couple where it was like one week and then the next week. And there was like one or two, if I remember right, they were like rushing to get there. Exactly. To get, so could they Because Kenny Omega almost missed, I think it was, I almost said game six. Hey, he almost mitch, missed the sixth match. Yeah. Because of a, a flight delay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, of course, they would be able to do one thing the next week. I it would th- bring more steam to All Out because it's after All In. So. And plus, you wouldn't have to have FTR drop the titles and then have Young Bucks drop the titles again. Right. You could have... FTR defend their titles and then have some fool, you know foolery happen and then have somehow the Hardys get injected and be like all right that's it we're having a six man tag match okay at all out maybe Matt and Jeff the interfere in titles. that match and Tony or they Khan's ta- like I'll they, give it a three way or right, something right something I mean I really think that would be a great way to exactly how you said they're the hardest working tag team in 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 wrestling the Young Bucks aren't aren't exactly too far behind them if you even want to say they're above them matt and jeff hardy are tried and true tag team champions hall of fame worthy Uh, you know all three tag teams got it this would also satiate the idea that the hardys would win on a pay-per-view but it would also not have to work you wouldn't have the worry of jeff hardy having go outside state lines oh god he's like you know what he can't right so there's no way he's going to win there's no way he's going to win i didn't even think about that but it would be all great possible for it. all for I'm sorry for all in it, it'd be pro, pro, so possible for it to be all out and all outs in what Chicago I believe so yes okay so yeah then that would be possible obviously he can make that that's you a have, way to to build it but then you only have a week in between two shows so right. how do you build up two pay per views that happen a week apart in the same promotion you have you them do face, something a continuation I you love have that. Fa- you have the young bucks face the face the Hardys in a one on one or a two on two match yeah. like it's a normal match and set that precedence of, of course. oh 
You almost got us. Ooh, that weekend wrestling, like uh, AEW TV wrestling, when you've right. got Dynamite, uh, Rampage, and Collision happening before another pay-per-view are probably going to be pivotal. Well, I mean, and you got two weeks of that, too, because you you'll have all three and then all in, and right. then the next week you're going to have all three and, and then, then all, all out. out. So it's going to be, we're going to be swamped. We're well, gonna because like AEW, we're going to be doing a lot of recording. Now, as we talk about positives happening in women's wrestling, I do want to take a moment to talk about something that happened at the 200th episode of Dynamite this week. 200 episodes. Absolutely incredible. I mean, they're just flying by and they're just so entertaining. And Dynamite 200 was really one of the best Dynamites really of the year. It was from cover to cover. It was great. The first match was a little bit weird, whatever. We talked through it. It's not a big deal. Uh, you didn't even remember Chris nope. Jericho and... Um, I'm oh, the tag match between Chris Jericho and uh, <laughs> Takeshita and uh, yeah. La Sex... Not La Sex Gods. That was okay. Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. There we go. The new that was Sex okay, Gods. but everything else be- uh, beginning to end was absolutely fantastic. And one of those moments that, again, here we're talking about, this was the main event of Dynamite 200 was Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm. It was so good. <sighs> I've just really grown to love Hikaru Shida. Not that I didn't... Like you weren't her, sold on her when we first started watching her. EW. No, I wasn't. Um, just her presence with the with the you newly were, updated you, music. You were with Hikaru the, Shida like I am with Tony Storm now. Right, I wasn't sold. I can understand. I could understand the potential, but I just just didn't do anything for you. Yeah, and now I like it. She comes out with the kendo stick. She comes out with the her outfits. She's, She's got so like this badass. great presence about she, her. She looks like a character in a samurai video game. For real. Like, she looks like she's about to come out, and when she rolls out, if she's on your side, you're like, fuck yeah, she's here. <laughs> I know, right? But when she's up against you, you're like, I'm, I'm screwed. Holy Sheeta. I'm, uh, yeah, holy Sheeta, I'm screwed. <laughs> but she was able to pull off the win, and I was actually really surprised that they did this. I thought they would wait to do this at All In and have mm-hmm. Tony Storm versus Sheeta, but they did it here, and they gave it to Sheeta, who we just talked about. Um, all that time in Daly's place during COVID times where right. there was no crowd. And she was the champion. Hikaru did not have any matches right. against a crowd until she lost it right. at the pay-per-view that and, happened the first one back after COVID. So. And I think this was giving her the belt was the right idea because it, it the, the her Tony Storm's championship has been very flat. And I, that that's not just saying with her, it's been every championship since COVID has been flat. It just, not every champion, every women's champion has just been flat. And it's not the fault of the of the woman wrestler. I'm sorry. Britt Baker's reign as champion it wasn't, was flat? It wasn't that good. Wasn't that good. Wow. I actually think I have no words. Well, that sucks. Because you're on a podcast and you have to have words. It's, a, it's an audio thing. I thought it was great. I'm not saying it was bad, but I feel like it wasn't as... It, it, it didn't feel as a, as important as it should have been, and that that boils right back into that argument. Too. Yeah, and I feel like that boils right back in that argument we had, not argument, but that discussion we had earlier about women's wrestling. Like it just has not been there. Whether it's the booking, whether it's the talent, whether it's the fans, like there's just been something missing from the women's division, both in WWE and AEW. So I think what this is is you finally. You, or not finally, but you got her Karashita who is over with the crowd. The crowd goes nuts every time she comes out there. And Tony Storm's not exactly like that right now. She's being sold as a heel so that you don't get like the the super hype 
reactions. Right, and people are we're booing going, when she's winning. And we're going into all in, 80,000 strong as yeah. they really tried pushing this week. They need of, seats rumbling for they, people yeah, that are they excited need, for they this need, champion. You, you know, know? The, 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 we'll get into the matches they've already discussed, but we need exactly like you said, people need the reaction we need right. the the seats to be rumbling out the bolts coming out it's getting so damn loud exactly like, was there enough get... scene behind tony storm as the champ no there really wasn't no there really wasn't can there they wasn't build that enough for story absolutely they, they have a few weeks i don't even know if they have to no but they can just have her dominate over the next few weeks so everyone who is it? She, she faces who, who is it who is the big one like i said the who's only going to wembley against Hikaru? the only person i can see is Britt baker i could i mean i i feel like that's the i feel like that's a safe bet yeah, I it couldn't is. tell it's you. A safe I, bet. I couldn't tell you off the, off the top of my head right now who would be worthy enough besides Britt Baker. But I feel like, and I'm going to say this with levity. I, Sorry, I, my arms are up in the I air. I haven't. I, I, have I feel like it's too safe. <laughs> well, if it's too safe, then may I suggest something else? Of course. The woman who helped train Hikaru Shida has been talking a lot of trash Kenny on Omega? Twitter, saying. <laughs> That she wants to face Hikaru Shida at Wembley, and that is Emi Sakara. Tell okay. me, how cool would her entrance be in Wembley? Oh yeah, versus Hikaru Shida. But I don't. Th- I, I think it would dwarf in comparison to Shida's because she comes out with that swag, that Japanese warrior too, swag. But we're talking about we will girl, rock yeah, you, I know. the Emi Sakara with Queen. That whole thing. She's a huge, huge okay. fan of I, I, Freddie I, Mercury. I could see that, that could but cool. I don't think she's over enough with the fans. I don't necessarily think so too, but that's like AEW lore if you know, oh, of course. You know of course. that the two of them have had some of the best matches and they've right. had some of the best matches in AEW too. I think that they could have a really good match there. That's the unsafe bet. You know what I mean? Oh, Instead for of sure. Just throwing Britt in for there, sure. that could be really It'd be a fun great too. match between the two of them. But I think yeah, at least there's history there because you don't have to build, you don't have to pretend to build history there. You well, even with, with Sheeta and, you and uh, even with Sheeta and um, Baker, like they've yeah. got history. They've been actually on good terms, which mm-hmm. is something that they haven't normally been over the years. Right. Even Britt congratulated Sheeta for for getting the title. So right. you know that could be a little. Hey, we're gonna plant this. Britt Baker said congratulations but she still wants to fight you for it out of respect right i i, I think we're i think we're gonna see sheeta and baker like i i i can't see I'm not it being mad anybody at it. no not at all <laughs> not at all imagine how dope Britt baker's entrance is gonna look at wembley oh it's gonna be insane <laughs> I, it, it's gonna be insane that dmd yep it's gonna look so good yep she's gonna get the big pop and i think that would be the smart move as it sits right now we have a couple of challenges put out there like i said ftr and the young bucks uh, our challenges up in the air. We have Samoa Joe has challenged CM Punk because he doesn't believe a roll up is worthy of their legacy He's for the right. for the the legacy of their matches to end. <laughs> uh, so that is all up all the way or also up in the air. Uh, again, Hikaru Shida is probably going to be wrestling somebody, so that's up in the air. But we have the only confirmed match, and probably I'm I'm. In kind of a out of left field, can't believe they announced the main event right off rip. We have MJF and Adam Cole will be headlining yes. 80,000 strong Wembley Arena at All In on yeah. the 27th. And that goes without saying that MJF wanted this match. He announced it. He said he was giving this opportunity right. to Adam Cole. But he said this weeks ago. Yeah. And he now never he's, said, he never said All In, he but he said He stood behind it ago. and said, yeah, this is it. The main event is going to be us. And Now, the one thing I wanted to, I wanted to point out about this is I don't feel like Adam Cole 
fully knew about when it was going to take place really or if it if he did off. i don't think he knew it was going to be the main event right because he did when when mjf started his little spiel about you know the belt and you know you get the challenge and yada yada and he pulls out the contract and he says but it's not just any any old contract like you could see it in adam cole's eyes like the hell is he talking about and then as mjf starts going you know at eighty thousand strong and wembley arena at all in in the main event the camera panned over to adam cole and it was like he was fighting back like not yeah. i don't know if tears is what he was but he was fighting back the emotion of what was going like, on just jump up in the air yeah like, yeah and it was kind of a cool moment because again it might have been kayfabe he might have already known about it but it really did feel like they were like all right we're gonna give you guys a match at wembley uh we're gonna announce it tonight uh, but it didn't feel like that he knew about the main event part. Right. And I, if you weren't excited about this match, I don't know what the fuck else you need to be excited yeah. about this match. MJF could double cross Adam Cole. Adam Cole could double cross MJF. Uh-huh. Roderick Strong could come and fuck up this entire thing and and and, and fuck up both of them. Right. It, it like I don't know what else you can do in this well, to not make the hype just at a peak right now. Well, let's rewind this back. What you just said. And thanks to the Twitter community. Again, if you don't follow us, oh, it's called X, but it's Twitter, uh, at CAW Wrestling Pod. Uh, I noticed a couple people had pointed out something interesting about the way Adam Cole uh, hugged MJF after they, you know, kind of celebrated that they were having this huge historic uh, main event at All In. Um, Adam Cole hugged MJF and he hit him with kind of ha- a hammer fist. Yeah. He you closed know, the, his fist and like, like he you was. You know. The friendly little, you know... Bump on the back. A bump on the back. Yeah, I don't see anything uh, what's wrong with that. What's wrong with that? Well, somebody had pointed out there's a very similar moment where Adam Cole had done the exact same thing to Roderick Strong when he had betrayed him in NXT, and that this is a the similar moment that Adam Cole is actually going to betray uh, MJF. That'd be interesting. I mean, that's kind of... I mean, a lot of people are theorizing that just because MJF has not shown any type of heel... Uh, and tendencies since MJF and Adam Cole have become a thing. Right. He's shown empathy. He's right. sharing pizza with the crowd. This is a different <laughs> he's playing person. playing video games. Yeah. He's no calling singing, Roderick though. Strong he's not, a He's not a singing call. anymore, though. No. That was um, a good run, though, with him and Jericho. Yeah, calling Roderick Strong a call. <laughs> that was great. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm stoked for this match. And I love the buildup. They still have a couple weeks. So I'm sure they're going to add more to this. I'm sure Roderick Strong is going to be a thing. I'm sure that uh, the Kingdom has been on on camera talking about the relationship they used to have with Adam Cole. Well, they said Adam Cole must have forgotten who their friends were. Right. um, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, they've had a huge... Uh, legendary run with, like you said, the Kingdom, the Kingdom Matt Taven, yep. Matt, Mike Bennett. And, I'm Matt Taven. Uh, <laughs> I'm Matt Taven and uh, Maria Kanellis. So I think they're definitely building up towards something about that. I love it. Every week that Roger comes out with the neck brace acting like, acting like this so jealous upset. girlfriend. Oh, my God. I'm just eating it up. I absolutely love it. All right, so coming up on AEW Dynamite, like we already talked about before, we're going to be having a tag team match between the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Young Bucks. Matt and Jeff Hardy and Matt and Jeff, <laughs> Matt and Young, Jeff Young Buck. Buck. We don't do enough Danhausen references no, on No, we podcast. really don't. Um, Danhausen, call me. I'll pay you money to be on my podcast. Monies and teeth. Money uh, and teeth. The, I got you. Yeah, okay. The FTW title is being defended. Jack Perry, your champion, is taking on Rob Van I, We didn't even Dan. talk about that. RVD shows up in AEW. He gets his old ECW music walk. walk? Oh, it's so good. So good. Is that gonna I hit? geeked you out. You saw the yin yang. We're like, what? I'm marked out. 100% marked out. I'm a Rob Van Dam fan. I I love RVD. Uh, I don't give a fuck if it's a nostalgia trip or not. Eat my butt. 
FTW I mean, he still champion. got it. Obviously, he's he showed so up a couple moves, so he still got it. So that's happening. Also, an, uh, another tag match, as we said before, the Lucha Brothers are taking on the Blackpool Combat Club, and Hikaru Shida will be te- defending the AEW Women's World title for the first time against Anna Jay. She had a great promo um, talking about this match coming up when yep. she was on Collision. I really liked it. It's coming off as very strong it's not as green as she used to it felt less like she was just yelling i'm gonna choke you out yeah or like regurgitating these obvious lines right she brought up the idea that she uh hikaru shida was the first match that anna jay had in AEW. right um that she's really cool there's a cool history here right she uh has defended uh or she has defended her title against anna jay before but was as she said barely able to get the win um and she's looking to i guess technically get her rubber match even though it's not a one for one, right? You know, uh, so that's gonna be a, a, a that'll be a good match. Uh, hopefully, that'll be another main event because again, I'm I'm a proponent for if it's gonna be the world champion, whether it's the women's or the men's, it should be one of the top Agreed. matches of the we night. We just said Pay-per-view, you want to give it the time. TV, you want to like, make the yeah. women's women's division important. That's and how make you make it, it important. As important as, and I, I'm gonna say this, and I'll shut the hell up about it. If you're not gonna have a men's only title and a women's only title and a world championship that anybody can go for, then you need to make the world championship, whether it's men's or everybody and the women's title be exactly the same. They need to be on the same damn level. They need to have, if the world title is going to, is going to have the possibility to main event a pay-per-view, then the women's title should be in the same category of exactly. It it should be an argument over which it should be an argument. If there's a pay-per-view and they're both being defended, it should be an argument of who is going to be, which match is going to be more over. Right. Not who, not, well, this belt's more important than that exactly. one. It should be what is equal. what match is going to is going to put that main event got it. At, at the next level exactly. compared to the other one. Uh, we also have on Collision, nothing on Rampage. They haven't announced anything, but they don't usually. It's a very short no. show, so it's it's hard to kind of do that. But I'm sure we'll see something on Dynamite. But on Collision, we will have the AEW World Trios titles being defended. The House of Black will be taking on CMFTR, which I am. My nipples are hard for that one. <laughs> Uh, we also will be seeing the acclaimed in action, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster versus who knows that they, they haven't announced yet, but this will be the first match after Billy ass supposedly yeah, has retired ass. Uh, from professional wrestling. He put his boots in the ring last week and walked off after they lost to the house of black. Uh, and then we also will be seeing a tag team match between Diamante and Mercedes Martinez taking on your TBS yeah. champion. Our two and, favorite women's wrestlers. And, and yes, <laughs> Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale will be in tag team action after uh, Chris Statlander defended her, her belt against Mercedes and then Great was attacked by Diamante. Great match. Yeah, real good. Um, so a lot to be going, not a lot going on. Uh, so far in AEW, WWE, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot of fallout from SummerSlam and the lead up to Payback. Good week in wrestling. Great. No complaints. So I think that'll do it for this podcast, guys. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate every listen that we get from you guys. Make sure you follow us on X, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and every other social media outlet at CAW Wrestling Pod. You can find me at Gunk Dudley. And I'm at a bacon party. Start your week every Monday with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We'll see you in the next one. more coffee.
Always good to start off with not enough coffee. Yeah, right.